we've got breaking news breaking news for the podcast ladies and ladies and gentlemen and listeners of all types this is we got some breaking news here keep that going and i'll read it attention attention hillary clinton has tested positive for covid oh really yeah this was uh two hours ago Oh, shit. She's vaccinated, though, or at least claims to be. Uh, and this is breaking news. We're the first news outlet to break this, uh, explaining to Austin podcast. Hillary Clinton, via self-admission on her Twitter, I've tested positive for COVID. I've got some mild cold symptoms, but I'm feeling fine. More grateful than ever for the protection vaccines can provide against serious illness. Please get vaccinated and boosted if you haven't already. But then she follows up important tweet. Bill tested negative and is feeling fine. Clearly, this is a case Bill Clinton has ingested so much of the child blood and youthful energy from having sex with children on Jeffrey Epstein's island that he is immune to the COVID vaccine. That is what the elites do not want you to know, that having sex with children and drinking their blood is the only way to be completely 100% immune from COVID. I've actually heard that. This has been breaking news update. Hillary Clinton has COVID-19 and Bill Clinton does not. Now back to your regularly scheduled podcast. Welcome back to the show, everyone's favorite show that is released whenever we feel like it, and only then. Whenever we got the time, we're busy as shit. Whenever we can put aside a moment to give a shit about you, it's explaining to Austin, and it's the show that you love to hate and hate to love, as I say. I'm your favorite host of it, Peyton. As always, I'm the antagonist of the show, Austin. As always. So, what's up, Gaywad? Um, That's my new thing, calling people Gaywad. <laughs> You're gonna be like one of those comedians that has a catchphrase. Yeah. I'm just, what's up? No, it's not even like it's not even like a joke. I'm just calling people. It's not. I'm not using it in a positive nor negative connotation. It's just neutral. It's just like saying, "Hey, how's it going?" It's just. It's like the same as dude not even it's like the same as like uh pal it's just like hey what up gaywad i like that i like that a lot i've got a new uh cryptocurrency coming out it's called gaywad coin i actually just released an nft called the gaywad well it's i mean it's it's, a really low-res drawing of you it's built on the gaywad blockchain that's correct the 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 wad chain (laughs) wad chain I was thinking, you know, I'm making that joke, you know, what if, what if we do like, you know, as member of the, of the queer community, what if we, what if we flip Gaywad and make it like a, we make it like a cool thing. Then like every eighties comedy where that was like used regularly suddenly becomes like a fun reference to that. And, and becomes a lot gayer. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes like in everyone's headcanon characters are now way gayer. I say we do it. I'd say we should just go for it. Why not? I was thinking about that word, get, you know, that, that slang term. Mm-hmm. Haven't, you know, t- traditionally a derogative insult. And I was thinking, like, I don't understand the term, like, in terms of, uh, you know, I don't understand what a gaywad, like, where did that come from? And I yeah, looked like, it up on, like? well, I tried to find like a source and like, I couldn't find anything like, obviously like, you know, the gay as like a derogatory term, you know, that makes, that's been around, that's understood, um, you know, but where did wad, what, what is, what is, and what, therefore, what is a gay wad? Like, right. I don't understand the, is it just because like wad is like, a is kind, it just like sound gross? Yeah. It just sounds like, like a wad of toilet paper or a wad of you know uh tissue or snot and it's just like calling someone you know it's just like oh well let's put this thing that sounds gross and weird together with 
calling someone gay and it's like a double insult i don't know that's my guess maybe but i as far as i as far as i can tell linguists historians uh anthropologists are baffled by the 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 origin of of the of the term gay wad yeah well you know it's a baffling thing i think um have you seen the it reminds me of that tweet that's like a timeline of usage of the word gay and it's like 90s to early 2000s the kids are calling everything gay and that's a bad thing and then like early 2000s um to like 2015 the kids aren't calling things gay anymore because that was rude right and it's like 2015 to now the kids are calling everything gay again but it's a good thing but now. it's cool yeah yeah i like that that's good I want there to be like a Ken Burns style, like PBS funded documentary on the history of Gaywad. And it's like some like folksy sounding guy, you know, narrating over like a, you know, solemn like Civil War era, like violin piece. And he's like. And all the footage is like uh, sepia tones. Yeah. The, this letter from Jebediah Osiris in 1905, wrote, written to his cousin. Bartholomew in New York City reads as follows. Dear Bartholomew, I write to you telling of a great new term I learned out here in these yonder California hills amidst the gold rush. In these western territories. They called me a gay wad. I am not yet sure if it is a term of endearment or a term of, of hate and dislike. I will inquire further and find out more. Yours truly, Jebediah Osiris, 18, er, 1905, California Territory. <laughs> that, was, that was the first known communication in the United States using the term gaywad. The next time it would pop up would not be until 1910 in the region of Alaska, known as the gold mining panning region. The following is a recording of an early pioneer relating his experience about a local uh, ruffian getting into an argument with another local ruffian. Yeah, it's about there out there in the saloon. Mm-hmm. It, would be, it would be all like crackly because it's like a phonograph recording, you know, wax yeah, cylinder yeah. or something. We're in the saloon, and uh, this one fella here with a beard, and he's a real rascal in town and a drunk, and we call him Drunk Old Billy, and he called that man a gay one, and not none of us knew what it meant, but we knew it was a bad thing. We knew it wasn't a good, he wasn't meaning he was happy. And he called him that, and then they got into a fight. That's called PBS's, uh, PBS's Gaywad, A History of American, uh, of, of, of American, um, insults. <laughs> yeah, I would watch the fuck out of that documentary, I'll be honest. Good, I'm glad you would. Um, it's coming out this fall on pbs is it available on hbo now no it'll be available on pbs uh go oh is that a streaming service i don't know do they i don't fucking know it's PBS. free i'd be surprised if if they did i'm assuming it would be like free i would think so you can watch that stuff for free public broadcasting shout out to public broadcasting shout out to public broadcasting shout out to fetch with rough ruffman Shout out to Cyberchase. Shout out to Arthur. Oh, that's a good one, except the DW's a cop now. Yeah, well... Which makes sense, because she was illiterate. Right. Uh, anyway, um, so you've been good? You good? How are you? Yeah, I've been good. Um, I'm, you know, I'm on my rise and grind bullshit right now, my, my meathead arc. I've been going to the gym four or five days a week now, seven in the morning. Yeah? Um... It's very fun. I eat way more protein than I used to. Yeah. What you what you uh what you shooting up with, huh? You got that Nanjiani juice or what? Uh not yet. I haven't gotten quite to that point yet, you know. You got that start natural, so at least I had some credibility in my own head. You got that Marvel sauce? The Marvel juice. The Kevin Feige sauce. Yeah. (laughs) Feige serum. Yeah. Uh, that's good. What kind yeah, of proteins you been eating? Full, um, full roast quail in one bite. 
Yeah, like I'll eat a whole roast beef in, in a couple bites. You'll um, you'll take you'll take a, a, a big piece of uh, of 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 ham or or beef still on the bone. Clean the bone. And yet stick the whole thing into your mouth like a cartoon and then pull out the bone completely and then, like, I white and, and clean. Like steam. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other day I was driving and I saw a dead deer on the side of the road and I was like, you know, I haven't hit my protein goal yet and I just pulled over. Yeah, you just tied a rope. Went went to town. Oh, oh, I thought you were going to say you just tied a rope to it and dragged it behind your car all the way home. No, I just joined in the buzzers right there. They welcomed Uh me into their society after that. You're on that that Jordan Peterson all-meat diet, uh, raw meat diet. (laughs) Oh, God. I really want my my liver to work really hard. Paleolithic human diet. Uh, yeah, well, you don't just you don't want to work just work out your muscles. You want to work out your liver too. Yeah, I want my body to really uh really struggle in all aspects. I want my insides to be constantly uh fighting a bare knuckle boxing match against bacterial infection, <laughs> and tapeworms, and, and parasites. <laughs> but yeah, that's been good. Um, I you know if you think about it, uh, buzzards and or you know vultures, however you want to call them. They're kind of like the first turducken because, like, they eat the thing, and then if you eat them, stuff. it's like they already got it inside them. That's genius, actually. Yeah, we should eat more vultures and buzzards. I think so. You think know, of all that. Diet. Think of all that p- packed-in flavor they already have inside of them. Yeah, like their meat would already taste like those things. Right? Deer, raccoon, possum. Maybe the stray person. Yeah, a, a um, deco- decaying body in the woods. Yeah, murdered victim. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's been good, and then, um, you know, still working on that, uh, opening a business with my father. Yeah? That's been going pretty good, too. I opened a business with your father, and a business account, when he, he visited me, um, to have sex with me. Oh, that's very cool. And I said, that would, that'll be $90 per minute. Per minute? Yeah, I'm a high-class escort, Austin. That's a steal for what you're offering. I know. What five minutes with me is like five hours with anyone else. I'm like the I'm like the dream time thing from Inception, but with for sex. <laughs> you got to play opera really slow to uh, wake you up out of the how good the sex is when you're having sex with me, or else you might get trapped in the limbo of my allure forever. Yeah, no, that's what I've heard. Right. Um, yeah, overall, overall, pretty good. Uh, what about you? What you been up to? Well, I've been doing a job. Uh, it's a temp job. I have to just like a call center thing, talking on the phone. Uh, you know that it is what it is. You know, making making some making you know, gotta make enough to live off of. Gotta make some, gotta make some money. You know that you know how it is. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I do. So you know, just doing that, being busy. You know that that uh, eight to five. You know work life. You know, yeah. Constantly, you know, standing on the edge of a cliff, and and the rock is kind of starting to, you know, break away as you stand on top of it. You know, the little chunks are falling off under under your foot, and you 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 know that you know before long, eventually it will all just you know crumble and fall, and you will fall into the abyss. But right now, you don't you're not worried about that. Well, you know, I wouldn't say not worried, but, you know, you're resigned to fate. Yeah. You know. Anyway, uh, you want to hear this character I'm, work- I'm working on? Yeah, please. So, this is a podcast, unfortunately, and this is, a, like, somewhat of a visual character, has a bit of a visual component. So, imagine I put, just put on some, like, aviator-style sunglasses, and uh, this character is kind of, like, perpetually looking at you from, like, a unflattering um, low angle. And mm-hmm. I'm, like, pressing my my neck and, like, my chin into my neck, so, like, I have, you know, like, a double, you know, big fat chin. Mm-hmm. And, and so, imagine that, and now now I'm going to do the, the rest of the bits. Just, just keep that in your mind, Austin okay. and viewer. Okay, there. Anyway. Uh, now I could sure use me a large pot pie, else you boys gonna make me some trouble and I can't get one. <laughs> I just call that the I just call him the boss. I don't know what exactly uh what exactly his deal is or what he's up to, but but that's the boss. 
I feel like he owns a used car dealership. No, I done told y'all I don't want none of your kind in this town. He says things like that. He's like the bad guy from like a seventies movie where like like a like a black exploitation where like a, a cool like guy goes around and like shoots a bunch of racists. I like that. This guy is like the villain in my mind, I guess. Yeah, like Black Dynamite would beat the fuck out of him. Yeah, that 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 yeah, accurate. Anyway, we're just been work workshopping that, you know. Nice. I actually, uh, me and me and a coworker were workshopping a bit at work the other day that was incredibly stupid, but nevertheless brought us to tears and laughter because we were there by ourselves. Uh huh. And it was the whole the whole concept for the character is what if Arthur from Red Dead Redemption became obsessed with lying? Hmm. That's it. Yeah. So he, just a gruff, I, just a gruff cowboy who's really into lying. He just constantly makes things up, embellishes. Yeah, but like. More like, like small lies. Like he doesn't even care if people believe him. Right. He just wants to lie. Like now, like, I'll be honest. Arthur, I had Arthur. What are you Go eating? Ahead. What are you eating right there? Is that is that bear stew? Uh, no, no. It's actually it's it's rabbit stew. Yeah. I, no, it's it's not bear. It's rabbit. And he's Arthur, just I clearly see the bear corpse behind you. Nope, definitely not bear. So and he's also just really bad at, at, at being convincing. He doesn't care about being convincing. Right. He just wants to lie. Like he's okay. just. A, he became infatuated with lying when someone asked if they, he liked their new hat. And he realized it would be impolite to say no. So right. he said yes, and something just went off in him. And now he's in kind of a, a spiral of, of lying. He just loves it. Right. Uh, got Can't you. Get enough. Uh, no, that's good. I like that. That's a good bit. I think so. Um... Well, wait, well, I'm just getting handed this now. Breaking news. More breaking news. More breaking news. Hillary Clinton has died from COVID. <laughs> oh, no. That was, what, if, what if that was, what if actually, what if I just dropped that on you right now on the show? God. They notified me first. I'm on a direct line. You have a little thing in your, in your ear. I have a red phone that has no dial on it or numbers on it. It's just a direct line to Hillary Clinton's uh, medical examiner, <laughs> practitioner. And I've got one over here that's for Ted Kaczynski's medical right. person. You know, Austin, speaking of, speaking of Ted, I will say I'm, I'm despondent, I'm discouraged, I'm uh, self-conscious, and I'm, I'm depressed because... As of yet, we have received no letter back from Ted. Mm. And, you know, I'm just starting to think, you know, where, where, you know, what did, what, what did I do wrong, Austin? You know, you know how you sometimes get self-conscious when you get rejected. Oh, yes. Rejection sensitive dysphoria, they call it. Right. So, you know, except in this time, instead of like asking someone out on a date, you sent a letter hoping for a response to a man held in supermax prison. <laughs> to a to a terrorist yeah held in supermax prison a libertarian terrorist right a libertarianist a libertarianist yeah good. that's a good one you know we need to do that more as a culture as a language english we need to be finding you know ways to shorten words that uh you know are 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 you know nothing but beneficial all they do is free up you know space in time and in language. Yeah, you know, honestly, we've got nothing to lose but our chains. Right. That's what that means. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be right back. Okay. After this quick message sponsor from Amazon's new service, uh, Amazon uh, Dentist. Amazon yesterday. A Amazon Dentistry, uh, the only dentist where... You get to keep the teeth. Hit it, Joe! Oh, hey. Hello. Nice to meet you. 
Dad, that was a long break. Yep, it was too long. I was saying to myself during that break, we need to get back already, damn it. Or as yeah, they'd say in... The same thing. Yeah? Yeah, I was panicking a little bit, I'll be honest. All right. I I'm agree. coming down now, it's okay. As they say in France, uh, why don't they uh, get back to the show already? I eat snails and uh, I um, uh, I have a sex in your ass. And uh, I drive a Chevy Corvette. Yep, that's how they talk. Anyway, uh, you know I don't want to dwell on this too long, you know. But I feel as a sh- as a show on the cutting edge of current events of culture, and considering you know we've had somewhat of a sparse output the last several weeks well we're busy you know i i feel you know we i i need to need to talk some or at least i wanted to about uh current uh situation in in ukraine austin yes now uh the war is over yeah the war is over he's been assassinated no you got wrong intel he's actually he's in complete control of ukraine now uh, and he has given it as a gift to Ireland, actually. And, you know, the Irish are forcing all... They're forcing the Ukrainians to switch places. They're going all... They're all going to the island, and Irish are all going to Ukraine. They're like, we're tired of being island. Right. They want to live not island. Anyway, you know, I I just not wanted... Island. I just wanted to say this. I am just... Uh, I'm... You know, it's just like... I'm sick of the the news. Mm-hmm. I'm sick of the constant bombardment and how like explicitly, like as we've said multiple times, I have you know obviously issues with you know the inherent issues of of Russia invading is bad and you know I right, you obviously know, don't support that. But then you know I I don't know I just continue to have issues with. Uh, you know, Ukraine, I'm sure you've seen some of how, you know, they have treated, you know, immigrants in their country trying to leave and, and not allowing them, uh, you know, forcing, uh, you know, members of their country into fighting or even I, I even, you know, it, it hasn't been you know, I, I haven't seen a lot on it. But at one point they mentioned that they were like, you know, releasing prisoners and, and arming them to to fight, which just seems like a like bad idea to just you know give these guys guns not to mention you know constant u.s aid that's been going you know over there kind of indiscriminately and you know arming you know these these nationally you know approved groups you know some of which are you know outright fascist like azov or or right i think it's called right sector are just two Mm -hmm. of them obviously and you know just basically arming them indiscriminately all of these groups uh, so, you know, definite problems on, on that end too. But, but what really gets me is just this, like the, the American news cycle right now, where it's just so clearly angled, uh, you know, with the media yeah. trying to, you know, make Ukraine nothing but the, the, the underdog and, you know, the constant, you know, it, it's really basically trying to simplify the entire situation into good guy, bad guy, when it's right. like, you know, much more complex than that. And it's much more of, you know, a complicated system with with contributing factors over a long amount of history that the U.S. has, has contributed to, you know, by stuff like NATO uh, and, and continued to stoke the flames. And it's just crazy seeing the media frame everything as it does. Uh, you know, obviously... I, we were both young during the Iraq war, but I can't help but feel, you know, that it is, you know, it, it is, it's got to be similar to that level where it really was just the full force of the media, you know, calling for, you know, continuing to try to stoke the fires of, of, of war and violence, um, you know, amidst all of it. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I, it's it's pretty insane to see it simplified that much, honestly. Like, right. I I did want to bring up um, this past week, and this is directly from like the president gov, you know, you dot Ukraine or whatever uh, site that um, 
their president Zelensky also let me talk is just re- like the the amount of like weird like uh not only just like blanket praise but even like weird like obsession and like i've even seen some like weird like sexualizing of being like oh he's so hot it it just reminds me straight up of like early pandemic stuff with like cuomo where it was just like liberals honing in on this one person and making them like this magical like you know icon just because like you know they're they're grasping for some you know example that you know liberal democracy uh you know, works and this right. weird obsession and, and making them, you know, like this weird icon. Um, anyway, uh, straight from his, you know, from a speech he gave towards the end, I, he basically in this speech uh, has, de- you know, declared that under this state of martial law, he's basically uh, suspended uh you know, you could say suspended or you could say, you know, banned. We don't know for how long this will last and, you know, you know, what, uh, you know, what there is against, you know, counteracting this in terms of their political system. I'm not sure, but basically suspended all of like the left wing or left leaning parties of uh, Ukraine. I'll read this. So it says, uh, I want to remind all politicians from any camp Wartime shows very well the uh, pl- plici- pl- ah. plasticity. No, uh, mm-hmm. paucity of uh, personal ambitions of those who try to put their own ambitions, their own party or career above the interests of the state, to the people who hide somewhere in the rear but pretend to be the only one who cares about defense. Any activity of politicians aimed at splitting or collaborating will not succeed, but he will get a tough answer. That is why the National Security and Defense Council of Ukraine decided, given the full-scale war waged by the Russian Federation and ties of some of the political structures with the state, any activity of a number of political parties during the martial law is suspended, namely Opposition Platform for Life, Sharia Party, Nashi Op opposition block, left opposition, union of left forces, state, uh, progressive socialist party of Ukraine, socialist party of Ukraine, socialist party of Vladimir Saldo block, um, and basically says the Ministry of Justice is instructed to immediately take comprehensive measures to ban the activities of these political parties in the prescribed manner. Um, So, you know, basically him calling these outright be blocked and now the small amount, which again, small amount, uh, is the key word there. Uh, coverage that I've seen of this, you know, speech and this, um, you know, uh, declaration um, in you know Western media. The excuse I've seen leveled back for it is, oh, these parties were, you know, these are pro-Russian parties. Um, you know, that's why, you know, they they're pro-Russian and that's why they're getting banned. And, you know, to that, I'll say this, you know, first off, some even if they are, quote unquote, pro-Russia, uh, I'll say ones like I know for a fact opposition platform for life out, you know, outwardly, you know, declared that they were, you know, that, you know, against invasion, they stood against a, against the invasion, against the war. They were, you know, not at all supportive of it. Um, but then, you know we have to think about what it means for them to be pro-Russia in this instance when uh, Ukraine is outlawing all of these parties while also then, you know, with its various, you know, right-wing, full-on, you know, neo-Nazi parties being not only not outlawed, but fully emboldened and basically made, you know, uh, de facto military, you know, regiments of the country, uh, while at the same time these left parties being banned, I mean... To be pro-Russian in that sense, they they are pro-Russian because their country was, uh, you know, outright saying we're going to pull put all our weight behind these, uh, you know, right-wing fascist parties and and not you. On top of that, I don't I don't know if you knew this. I didn't know this until I you know was reading about this, which led me to then finding out. I didn't know. It is outright. Um, hold on, I'm trying to find it here. It is outright. It's been outright banned in. It has been outright banned in Ukraine to be a communist since 2015. Uh, so oh, very cool. 
so it it criminalizes sympathy for communism and it it, it this you know soviet symbols and like the hammer and sickle are outright banned um so they all the new this is from the guardian in 2015 so it says ukraine bans soviet symbols and criminalizes sympathy for communism and then it says new laws also honor controversial nationalist groups that committed ethnic cleansing or allied with the nazis for part of the second world war so you know again it's just uh you know criminalizing any sort of left wing while also you know uh, propping up these actual, like literal, you know, 1940s World War II Nazi collaborators, uh, you know, as well as the modern day, uh, you know, neo-Nazi groups inside the country. Um, so uh, it says, so yeah, I, I, I wasn't aware of this, um, you know, but it, I'm not surprised necessarily um, because, you know, I knew there was like a strong undercurrent in Ukraine of like kind of rehabbing and rehabilitating, uh, like Nazi collaborators from World War II and even making like holidays and, and whatnot, um, for, for certain segments of them. Um, but yeah, it's just, I, I mean, you know, again, like on some hand I want to understand and I want to, you know, sympathize or whatever you want to say with the fact that, oh, yeah, it's, it's, you know, they're being invaded and they want to, you know, stop opposition and just, you know, focus on survival and whatever. But then it's just like seeing this further stuff that just, you know, to me anyway, further uh, emphasizes that it really is this gray situation between two countries that are kind of equally, uh, you know, have, have really morally, ambiguous. yeah, have lots of flaws and, 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 and not good allegiances with, you know, in their own country with, in regards to their, you know, political wings, uh, and, and that it is not, you know, this clear cut thing as, you know, our media wants to make it as, uh, you know, oh, you know, little helpless good guys versus, uh, you know, evil bad guys. Which, you know, again, that just feels like a holdover from the Cold War of, you know, wanting to make, you know, everything about, you know, evil Russia being the, you know, bad guys in our media. Yeah, the whole the whole situation is just not stinky. Right. Not to mention, not to mention, uh, you know, this constant, uh, you know, weird, like, cheerleading almost for... Uh, literal nuclear war from major uh, publications. For instance, this one just from yesterday from the New York Times. It says, experts say a new generation of less destructive nuclear arms may make the prospect of nuclear strike less unthinkable than it once was. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, literally saying, oh, you know, and this is not, it's been happening the past month of saying, well, actually, you know, a nuclear war wouldn't be that bad, uh, which I, I will, you know, I'm by no means a scientist nor expert on nuclear uh, weapons, but I, I, I'll say this, if nuclear war breaks out, I hope to God I'm killed in the first strike and don't have to try to survive in the hellscape wasteland of whatever like is left. Warrior right. existence that we would all have. Like, trust me, though, all those movies are fun and I enjoy watching them. And and Fallout is there. Those are this fun game playing Fallout New Vegas. Don't want to live it. Oh yeah, yeah, not at all. That's Austin opening his bunker to to climb in. That's one of my cats trying to warn me of the nuclear war by knocking things over. Anyway, uh, you know that's all the depressing stuff. I just felt I wanted to touch on it. I feel like I'm kind of losing my mind here among you know the mainstream, uh, you know consensus and and media i mean i know that i'm not i know there are people but at the same time it does feel like uh you know it does feel like that classic u.s going you know all in and it's like it's the whole thing where it's like oh it feels like so many people who say they're you know left-leaning in the in the u.s it's like that's easy to say when it's like you know not affecting you or not a major thing at all but then the moment something happens in you know geopolitics or you know on a broader scale it's like just a hundred percent buying into the narrative of our government and our media and just you know taking it as absolute you know truth it, yeah, it's it's wild to watch people like blindly follow this narrative, and like kind of what you were saying about like the Ukrainian banning of like leftist policies, politics, it really feels like opportunistic, 
Right. It's like a convenient right. timing for them like, to be like, oh, well, let's just like use this excuse of martial law and war. Right. But in reality, we're never going to unban these things. Right. And as far as I know, there hasn't been any like, you know, internal, you know, rebellion from these groups or any sort of, you know, you know any sort of issue right now that would lead to this being necessary i mean as as far as far as i've heard i'm assuming you know they would have given examples if they had uh so yeah it does seem very weird and unnecessary and opportunistic like you said so it gives the same vibes as uh (laughs) as palpatine not wanting to give up emergency powers in the senate after the war's over Sure. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a reason, you know, I mean, it, I don't know if he ever actually confirmed it, but it's pretty, you know, pretty much the standard reading of the prequels as being, you know, an allegory for like the Iraq war and, you know, uh, like America I mean, yeah, like he... using the excuse of 9-11 and, you know, not giving up the powers of the Patriot Act and, you know, not you know continuing yeah. to increase military spending and i mean that it's kind of the same uh feels somewhat similar here it's that kind yeah, of really repeating is. cycle just not we're not as of now uh directly related in the conflict yet but you know uh who knows what's gonna happen it uh, is like i know not to take shit at face value but i will say it is nice to hear uh biden at least take on what seems like a soft anti-war stance with, with like, yeah, I mean, I'm glad like the that way he's saying that he he's like, no, we're not gonna deploy the air force. Right, that's not a thing. We don't have any business in this. So like, you know, as little as I trust him, it is nice to at least hear like, yeah, no, I don't want to immediately get into a conflict with either of these nations. Right. I mean, I'm just hoping to God that you know him or whoever is making that decision holds that line of of not, you know, and the whole the whole you know not by far not the person first person to talk about this but the whole concept of you know the term no fly zone sounding so like you know oh it's you know it's not like military conflict it's creating a no fly zone when you know that means like we shoot down something if it flies it is conflict the you know no fly zone sounds a lot nicer than you know shoot down zone right starting a no if we declared a no fly zone that's like actively engaging in a conflict with russia right and it that's it's not a, uh, and, and there's no plans to do that right now. I yeah, and as I far just as we know. I hope to God they continue on that line for you know. I, I I hope that you know you know obviously, and I hope that you know peace talks. I they there have been some. Nothing has come of it yet, but uh, you know I'm hoping that but they. Putin has refused to meet with Zelensky recently. Right. I'm I'm hoping uh, that is, those can continue, and you know I'm hoping something can be figured out for the sake of everyone. Um, uh, for the sake of uh, drama, a couple things that have been noted I've seen is people talking about how bloated Putin looks recently. Like they're worried that he's like got some illness or oh, some yeah. shit. Well, he's also like then, he's also he like seventy nine. Really? Or like he's like no, he's like older than you think he is. Really? I guess he, yeah. I mean, I would. I guess so. I guess I thought he was oh, like he was in his sixty nine. Oh, that's older than I thought. I thought he was in his, like, 50s. But he's been president for a long time, so I guess that makes sense. He's 69. He's older than, like, definitely than you'd think. Um, Well, he's also, like, a a really paranoid person in regards to, like, COVID. Because those pictures of him sitting at, like, the world's longest table, like, on the opposite side, which is just, like, really interesting. I I honestly, you know, I'm I'm surprised that, like, uh, you know, uh, not to say that, you know, COVID, precautions against covid aren't a good thing which they because they are but like the surprised like checkmark liberal people in the u.s aren't like fully behind putin he was like oh my gosh look at him he's so responsible he's sitting so he's sitting so distance at brunch uh, <laughs> and then there's also like rumors that apparently <laughs> there's like rumors within russia that someone's planning to poison him and they'll replace him with the head of the ksb yeah, I, I have heard that, um, too, which and, is but th- interesting. So there's, like, a couple thoughts on that where, like, one is, yeah, that's just face value what it is because he and that guy have had a falling out because Putin's been, like, blaming him for the bad for the war going the way it has because he's saying he's given him bad intel. Mm. Um, and because of that, the head of the KSB has been, like, fuck you. Like, that's not how this works. And so they don't, like, don't love each other right now. Right. Um, but then the other idea is that it's very potentially a CIA plot for misinformation to make putin more paranoid right so it's like either way i think it's funny 
Like, even I, if they're just trolling Putin, that's kind of hilarious. No, that is good. Um, I have liked as well kind of some brevity in it. All of the, like, uh, you know, Reddit-type, like, adventurous-type guys who have gone, like, to Ukraine to fight because they think it's going to be, you know, epic and awesome and, you know, who have either, like, died or, like, you know, been scarred, you know, been horribly, like, underprepared. Uh, not like a Reddit guy, but I know there was, um, it came out, like, a week or two ago, there was, like, a British guy who's, like, a former British military person who went to fight, and he, like, uh, almost immediately, like, once he was in conflict, you know, lost his weapon and, like, ran into the woods trying to, like, you know, get to safety. He was then picked up by Ukrainian special forces and then interrogated because they thought he was, like, Russian or something and basically had, like, the shit beat out of him by Ukrainian forces until he was able to convince them he was British and then, like, immediately, like, you know, left the country to go back home. Uh, And in the article, I remember it ended with, like, him saying, like, um, you know, I served in, you know, Afghanistan, so I thought I knew, you know, what I was getting into, but uh, I never realized what it's like fighting like a full modern military force. And it's like, yeah, it's like the line in Come Out You Black and Tans where it's talking about like, oh, you're so brave with your, you know, big gun fighting, like, you know, people shooting at you with, you know, sticks yeah, and like arrows. The Zulus, they right. Have bows and arrows. It's like that where it's like, oh, no, I'm so sorry that it's not as easy as killing, you know, children holding a stick in Afghanistan that you thought were going to bomb you. Yeah. Like literally, yeah, no, that's in that same song. Um, show your wife how you want medals down in Flanders. Right. <laughs> like, that's so fucking funny. So, um, yeah. What's funny though is I do see, I didn't know people were actually going over there to just fight this. Like, they I've are. Seen, yeah. I've seen jokes on like weightlifting TikTok uh-huh. where dudes will be like flexing in the mirror and be like, drop me in ukraine with a tub of pre-workout no like people are actually people are (laughs) actually going hilarious to joke about but like i had no idea people were actually fucking doing that yeah and it just came out the other day this like whole like uh barracks that were like of like foreign guys like namely a lot who like got them like got there via like being like active on reddit and being like oh i want to go fight in ukraine it ended up getting like airstriked or something by russia because like they were literally posting so much from it that they were able to like geolocate you know via the like you know address that was posted from um on the internet and like figure out their location and like bomb them all to shit dying in a foreign war you thought you were going to go and be epic in because you're too addicted to posting that's fucking insane Anyway, that's enough on uh, crazy, depressing, real-world war. Remember when this show was about movies, huh? You remember that long ago? Uh, Man, that's crazy. Anyway, uh, we'll be right back. Anyway, Austin, uh, okay. ba ba Well, that's enough real-world sadness. Let's do some real-world-adjacent levity here. Uh, Austin, let me ask you a question. Have you ever taken a BuzzFeed quiz? Oh, I've taken many a BuzzFeed quiz. Good. In case you're wondering which Avenger I am, Captain America. Good to know. Uh, well, good. I'm glad I have you with me because you can uh, help me out. I don't know what this, I guess it's just like a poll. I guess it's not really even a quiz because like, I don't think it's formulating any sort of answer for you. I think it's more of just like a, a survey, but it's, you probably have a problematic favor to, where do you stand on these 11 controversial questions about them? Oh, so are you ready to... I'm, I'm ex- extremely ready. Are you ready to get canceled because of your opinions on problematic faves, Austin? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get let's get canceled, why don't we? What are, What's your opinion on popular 90s shows with storylines that didn't don't age particularly well, like Sex in the City or Friends? Um, never watched Sex in the City... Friends, I have an alarmingly neutral opinion of. Uh, I'm like, I don't... It's not bad, but, like, I don't care, you know? Like, right, I'll, I'll say... I hate Ross. I'll say this. Uh, anyone who 
uh, is a fan of Friends. If I was in charge of the government, I'll tell you who wouldn't no be. No fly list. No fly. Not only that, you know, uh, I, I, you know who I would be putting in Guantanamo Bay if I was in charge. Uh, anyway, those are the those are not available answers. Unfortunately, there is no answer involving Guantanamo Bay. We have the options. I still love them. They are a product of their time. Meh, I can't still watch them, but I have to. I can still watch them, but I have to skip certain episodes. Can't watch them at all anymore. Too uncomfortable. I don't know if the, any of those apply to us. Like yeah, it's a product of its time. Sure. Uh, all right. Well, I'll say like still, I, still love them. Austin still loves problematic sitcoms. I mean, I just... Is Friends problematic? Did yeah, I they have, something? like, a lot of, like, gay panicky stuff. And, like, well, I know for a fact... I don't know anything about the characters I, all besides this, so I don't even know whose parent it is. I know one of the parents in the show, like, the, you know, the da- their dad, uh, comes out as, like, a trans woman and it's played, like, as a big, like ongoing bit oh yeah i remember that i don't know i've never even seen it i just know that i've heard that that's like a thing um i will say this uh seinfeld is the best 90s sitcom i mean i don't know fraser's pretty good i would be okay if someone said fraser but to me seinfeld's the best 80s sitcom and if you pick something like friends over seinfeld then uh you're just a dummy yeah i'd agree with that of the limited amount of seinfeld i've watched right um uh, I I actually just watched an episode of Community where one of the recurring bits was Abed doing a Seinfeld impression. Yeah, that's how We're he on the sounds. Couch. She's a coucher. That that's how he that's how he sounds it's and good. does his jokes. Uh, question number two, Austin. Can also I'll tell you with I still love them. They're a product of their time, which you voted for, not me. Fifty eight percent. So you are in the majority. Okay. Can you still enjoy music from an artist who has allegedly done terribly terrible things? For example, Michael Jackson or Chris Brown. Um, my I'm, stance on it is if they're dead, I don't care that much. Sure, that's a, because I'm not monetarily supporting them anymore. That's fair. That's a fair standpoint. I can I can understand that. I will say I, I keep saying that phrase. I will say this. Uh, I am working on currently a um it's a new tablet for children specifically so they don't have to use an ipad it's kind of like a tablet and it's it's limited to children specific content for children to use Mm and learning programs and instead of siri it's actually a simulated ai of michael jackson oh does he like financially manipulate the family and like no he he tells the kids like you know hey why don't you undress with with the with the tablet camera facing you. Oh, then no. put the tablet in your bed when you're going to sleep. I want to be next to you. Let's have a sleepover. Let's have a slumber party. Uh, in, terms of Chris, in terms of Chris Brown, uh, I'll say official stance of explaining to Austin Podcast, and I believe I speak for you even though I haven't you know, asked you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are, uh, are pro this is an anti-death penalty podcast, but we are pro the death penalty for Chris Brown. Oh, yeah. Like, pro the death penalty by my two fists. Right. Uh, so I will say, in, in Austin's regard, I believe your answer was, uh, I love Michael Jackson and don't care if he touched children or not. Uh, That's not what I said. So I'm going to say yes. So you are in the majority once again uh, in terms of that. Should comedians apologize? what the choice says? No says yes i believe people should separate the art from the artist you can enjoy a person's music without condoning the behavior that's what it said uh number three should comedians apologize for old jokes slash sketches that don't age well yes uh yeah well, i would i don't know have I you ever seen that on a lot of things but like yeah you ever seen that sketch where jimmy uh not jimmy fallon uh jimmy kimmel's doing blackface he's like dressed up as a basketball player i can't remember who and he's, like, oh straight up, like, full-on blackface. Oh, God. And he, you know, he's doing a voice and everything. Like, like I guess trying oh, to sound bad. like the guy. Uh, very interesting. Um, I'm going to say, yes, it's important for them to acknowledge any hurt they may have caused. Like, I, I mean, I don't know. It's like, I, I think it depends on, like, what it is. 
you know, obviously if it's like blackface like that, it's like, yeah, maybe you should say like, I don't know, maybe it wasn't the best idea, you know, you don't have to like, you know, I don't think they have to lose their career necessarily, but I don't know. Yeah, like at least like acknowledge it. Appropriate at the time. At least like acknowledge it, I guess. Uh, so it's like, yeah, it kind of depends because like, you know, obviously there's a difference in like making a joke that was like appropriate at the time in the general consciousness, right? Versus like making something that was like blatantly hateful, regardless of when it was, right? Um, sure. Like, what's his name from Seinfeld that like did the super racist stand-up bit? Oh, it wasn't even a stand-up bit. He just, like, lost his shit and started yelling yeah. at some guy. Yeah, and then, like, he's come out and said, like, I, like, he, like, regrets the fuck out of it. And, like, if he could go back and change that, he would. He, like, is embarrassed to, like, rewatch that and see that. Like, right. he, like, seems like he's genuinely remorseful. Uh-huh. You know? Uh, yeah, I mean, I um, and per your request, you just told me this off mic. You want me to play the clip in full, not censored, right? That's not what I said, but, you know. Okay. Uh, also, not sure how I would tell you anything off mic. Well, you messaged me. You texted oh, me. Oh, true. You, I, I have a separate that. phone call going with you, and you talked to me on the phone while I muted my mic stealthily. <laughs> it's like how we have asides. Yeah. Uh, and, again, editing. You can do anything with editing. We could have had a full conversation between this word and this word. You can't and I that we did. cut it out, all of it. We had a full conversation where Austin fully 100% endorsed, endorsed the uh, imperialism of the British Empire. Oh, well, is that what you got from that? Let's stop. Speaking of the British Empire, step number four. Lots of people are struggling with their love for Harry Potter now that J.K. Rowling has used her platform to spread anti-trans views. Where do you stand on, the, on Harry Potter these days? I'll say this. <laughs> Austin, you know how the Nazis burned a shit ton of books? Uh-huh. I would have one of those, except the only banned book is Harry Potter. And if you're caught with one inside your house, it's like 1984 level. Like, I'm, you're getting black-sided. I'm going to be honest. Harry Potter does not add anything to the culture. Yeah. Like, it's, it... I literally saw a TikTok where a guy was like, people talk about supporting the art, or separating the art from the artist with Harry Potter. Meanwhile, the art's like, um, hi, Ron, you're my best friend, and even though you're in incredible poverty and I'm basically a billionaire, I'm not going to help you right. because fuck you. Right. Or like, I, um, the better joke... this character is fully disabled because he doesn't have magic in a world where everyone has magic, so we're going to make him the janitor who has to clean the whole school by hand and make fun of him constantly. Yeah, exactly. That's accurate. Or uh, how the plot of the crimes of Grindelwald is stopping Grindelwald from stopping the Holocaust. Well, Austin, they had to. They you can't stop the. You, they have to. They can't interfere with humans. It's about ethics, Austin. Is it? You know the ethics of letting the Holocaust happen. Or let's not forget. Oh no, Harry! The evil race of goblins that control the banks are gonna do a conspiracy. Yeah. Bring your slave to help stop it. Yeah. But it's okay because your slave likes slavery. Right. Unlike, well, no, yeah, yeah. All the everyone but Dobby likes slavery if they're a house elf. That's the justification. They actually mm. like doing it and making them not do it. They would all become like alcoholics and and crazy. Right, because uh, they just can't be trusted on their own. You know, they need order. Right. I, I thought that to whatever you were referencing where they were like, oh, separate the art from the artist in regards to Harry Potter. I would be like, well, uh, I tried. What art? <laughs> Bodied. Also, uh, yeah, today at work we were talking, what would happen if you just shot Voldemort with a gun? Yeah, I don't know. There's that classic, like, there's like a classic like a 4chan post or something called like Harry give Harry Potter a night uh, like you know like 1911 with the gun and it's just like solving every problem from the series with him having a 1911 oh straight up like so many of his enemies would not have any ability to stop him um I'll, uh, I I think that any adult who enjoys Harry Potter as part and is like that makes that like a major part of their personality um, should be put in one of those like stockades in a public square for ninety <laughs> days. Yeah, for ninety days straight, no one's allowed to give them food or water. I'd say, um, you know, in terms of like embarrassing things to love, that's above. Like that's more embarrassing than being a Disney adult. Right. 
fair. I stand by. I stand by that. Right. Um. Uh. Let's see. So I'll say the last answer on that one. I'll I'll vote for the one that says I never cared about Harry Potter in the first place. Tbh. Yeah, that one. That's good. That's I liked the... it as a child, which is I guess when you're supposed to like it. Yeah. Fair. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> skip down. I'm gonna skip past a couple. This is number eight. Uh, it says, if you found out that an actor, singer, comedian you love voted for a president candidate you strongly disagree with, could you still be their fan? Well, I'll do a rhetorical question for that. Uh, am I still a big Kid Rock fan? <laughs> Were you ever? No, I'm. it's a joke. The joke no. is that I'm a big Kid Rock fan. <laughs> let me... Let me answer that with a hypothetical. Am I not a huge fan of Five Finger Death Punch? I love... Oh, God, I just blanked on their fucking name. Ted Nugent? No. Um. Oh, my God. They're that shitty fucking fake, like, punk band. Um. Five Finger Death Punch? No. Oh, my God. They got that song. Oh. Jesus, I'm going to lose my fucking life. The Dead Kennedys? No. They're all fake <laughs> except for Jello. Yeah, that's um, why I said this. I, I can't fuck? help you here, it's... bud. Unless you give me some clues. <sighs> I'm gonna lose it. They have one popular song, and then all their other ones like are dog shit, and they are like very like alt right now, and like big fans of Trump and yeah. shit. Like God, God damn it! I I literally fucking tweeted at them. Led Led <laughs> like, Zeppelin so long ago. Led Zeppelin. Oh man. No, god damn it. The Beatles? Uh, it's, I literally, like... I'm gonna vote for Donald Trump, Paul. <laughs> Remember when he said that? And I said, I'm not a Beatles fan anymore. Oh, man. Remember when Ringo said he approved of uh, the border wall? <laughs> He was like actually really supportive of it. That would be I would break my heart if Ringo was turned out to be like a shitty person. Dude, I really can't figure out what this fucking band is called, but they suck. Oh. See, I'm gonna lose my shit. It's okay. Like... It's okay, Austin. Ringo and his all star band. band. <laughs> yeah, Ringo's and his all Ringo stars the band. Ringo's the the several Ringos and their all star band, it's the band of Ringos and his clones. <laughs> uh, if you find out that a favorite brand has done something you don't agree with, for example, Chick Fil A donating to anti LGBTQ organizations, how do you respond? Oh, I definitely just don't fucking listen uh, by that shit i don't listen to kfc's music or not K- chick-fil-a's music anymore either <laughs> fuck you i've got a, i've got bands on the mind and i can't they had some bangers but no longer shall i listen uh i love their banger my pleasure it was a hit uh many a lot of boomers think millennials and gen z are too easily offended nowadays do you agree I, not not really no like i don't know it's all, these are like really vague questions i feel like it's more nuanced in this. it's not even a quiz they're just like polls what are the options for that one yes i think we go too far in calling things offensive or problematic some people just need to have thicker skin or no we're just better at calling out bad things when we see them it's not about being offended it's about holding people accountable See, I agree with both of those. It depends on what we're talking about, you know? Right. Like, yeah, there's some moments where it's like... Like, yeah, just, like, grow up and deal with what's happening right now. And then there's other moments where it's like, yeah, being upset that someone, like, fucking misgendered you is not a bad thing. Like, you're not too sensitive because someone used the wrong pronouns. Like, that's your right to defend yourself. But, like... Uh, there's certain situations where I, I think people and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, really? You're going to be upset about this? I think we should just ban everyone older than the age of 65 from using the internet. I'm okay with that. You know, you turn in your internet badge and gun at 65 and you're off the force. Yeah, yeah, you can no longer that. post. Maybe we can, like, let them have Facebook and that's the one place they're allowed to go. I think that's all they use anyway. 
Yeah, that's smart. We could just like. Twitter should have a prerequisite. You cannot be, you have to put in, you have to take a picture of your birth certificate and you have to be younger than 65 to to use Twitter. Yeah, just like, 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 you have to scan it in. Yeah. That's okay. That's like when, uh, you remember that, uh, God, what was it called? Was it Parler or was it the one before, was there like one before it? Remember Parler, the like Trump social media thing, right wing social media? Remember how like it came out that like you had to like give them your like social security number to to make an account? And what's funny about it too is like they were using a free trial. Yeah, it was super lax security. security. Yeah. So it's just like, you know, basically signing up for that is as good as like, you know, sending a a reply all to every spam email you've ever gotten with your social security and credit card number. God, so smart. Well, uh, thanks, BuzzFeed. That wasn't really a quiz. It was more of just a poll, but it certainly got some interesting answers and confessions out of Austin. Uh, we all know that he completely 100% supports everyone and everything that has ever been quote-unquote canceled, uh, and he believes that uh, cancel culture is ruining uh, Western culture and that we need to return to classical greatness. That's what I said. Austin, uh, Austin many regard Austin as the thinking man's Jordan Peterson. The learned man. The learned man. <laughs> oh, God. As in, terrible opinion, and eats lots of raw meat. <laughs> I eat a lot of it. So much. Oh, my God. What the fuck is this band called? I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. Let us in Knows where we've been In his octopus's garden In the shade Breaking news. Breaking news. Austin has remembered the name of the band that he was trying to think of. What are they? The song is called Trapped. T-R-A-P-T. Right. And they had one hit. It was called Headstrong. And it's the one that goes like... Oh yeah, I think I know that one. And then they go like, "I love eating the guys." I I love shoving a full drumstick up my asshole. Right, that one. Yeah, something like that. Um, awesome. Did I like block them? Is that why this tweet? Oh, dude, their account was suspended. <laughs> I'm like, that's why I couldn't fucking find them. Is like. They were like talking shit about Antifa, yeah, on on fucking Twitter in 2020, and I scrolled all the way back to my goddamn Twitter account to find my reply to this shit because I was just mad. I was you like, went oh, so lame. You went deep in the timeline. Deep in the timeline, I found my canceled tweets. Deep in the TL, I'm gonna oh, retweet wow. them. That was a huge sense of relief to find that. God, happy for you. Well, uh, I say that's a good episode. That's a good place to end it on as ever. Yeah, a nice yeah. little victory for, for Austin in needed that remembering a band that he couldn't think of. A band that I hate. That he couldn't think of. Anyway, uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And uh, tune in maybe next week or maybe not if we feel like it or are too busy. Uh, who knows? For your favorite podcast and the number one podcast listened to in the uh, EU and it, number one podcast listened to in NATO break room during lunch. Explaining. The, <laughs> Go ahead. The only podcast that is canon in the Marvel Cinematic Universe now. The only podcast that is actively uh, engaged in a land war against belarus uh explaining to austin (laughs) and we'll see you next time and we'll see you then when we see you and that's the end of the episode and i'm clicking stop now
I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. He'd let us in, knows where we've been in his octopus's garden in the shade. I'd ask my friends to come and see an octopus's garden with me. I'd like to be under the sea in an octopus's garden in the shade. We would be warm below the storm in our little hideaway beneath the waves. Resting our heads on the seabed in an octopus's garden near a cave. 